How are we doing out there, kiddies? Everybody holding up all right in the big, bad world out there? Yeah, it's a hell of a fucking world, man. Just when you think you're up, they're going to knock you back fucking down. You feel like every time you finally get one step ahead, these motherfuckers are throwing you two steps back and you never get back on your feet again. I tell you, man, sometimes I feel like a walking fucking Murphy's Law. Anything and everything. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong at the worst possible fucking time. I swear to Christ. I just, I can't get over it, man. I I can't win for fucking losing. And yet at the same time, I'm the luckiest motherfucker in my family. How shitty is that, right? Like, I get lucky to where I can win some prizes, or I'll get lucky to where uh, I won't get caught doing some shit, right? But the thing is, if I do get caught, I don't plead the Fifth Amendment. I don't fucking, I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, my bad. You got me. Here you go. Sorry. Hey, man, that fucking works sometimes. I mean, Jesus, you never fucking know. I mean, all right, just just a prime fucking example for you, man. I, I, I'm I'm young, dumb, and full of cum, man. I'm, I'm I'm at my fucking girlfriend's house, and I got a buddy of mine over there, and he's inviting me over to a party with a couple of the friends of his, and it's gonna be fucking loud, and it's gonna be fucking going, and I've got a half empty bottle of Jack and a fucking cup of Jack and Coke in my hand, and I'm like, I'm right fucking behind you, bro. Let's go. So we're hauling balls to this party. Now, mind you, we're not on the main roads. We're on the side roads. And he just flies through this fucking stop sign like it's non-existent. And I'm having a small fucking panic attack. And as I swallow my testicles back down my throat, I kind of barrel through this stop sign just in time for a police officer to crest over the hills and barrel over the railroad tracks and see me fly by. Needless to say, his lights came on PDQ, and he was right up my ass. Now, here I am. I'm in my young 20s, just barely out of the fucking army. Driving my very first fucking vehicle, little red Nissan hard body pickup. I fucking love that truck. Five-speed stick shift, man. God, I ran this mother fucker to the ground and I had a half empty bottle of Jack Daniel sitting in the passenger seat with a cup of Jack and Coke in the center console he walks up to the window and can't immediately smell the alcohol in the air it's a fragrance I used to like to keep Oh, de Jacques. 
you know, and it, it makes a nice oaky flavor in the air. Well, he wasn't too impressed with Eau de Jacques and asked me to get out of El Nissan. I know Nissan's not fucking Spanish. Go with me here, okay? I'm just flowing off the top of my fucking head and I've had a little partake, okay? So don't fucking nitpick on the details. And if you do want to nitpick, send it in a letter. Go to lowdowndirtyshane.com. There's a place there you can contact me. It's called Drop a Line. Where was I? Okay, so I'm getting out of the vehicle. Me and him have a nice little chat. He's like, have you been drinking? Yes, sir, I have. How much have you had to drink? I don't know how much is left in the bottle. He says, okay. Can you walk a straight line for me? So I'll walk the straight line. Can you touch your nose? I touch my nose. He says, where do you live? I said, I live at Yahweh. About two miles. He says, I'll tell you what. You pour that cup out and I want you to head at Yahweh about two miles until you get home and don't look back. I, I'm on Capitan Deuces. I'm off like a prom dress. Vaya con Dios, amigo. God love you. I didn't resist. Didn't throw a tantrum. Didn't try to run. Didn't do none of that shit. All I did was, yes, sir. I got caught. Fuck it. I got caught. And and it kills me. I, I, I was. I, I it was a few years ago, man. It was a few years ago before everything started to fucking collapse. But it was on that brink. It was on that cusp. I I had a, a manager of mine that was working with me. We were equals. And uh, she was looking at a video. Now, mind you, she was a lot younger than me at the time frame. And she's looking at this video. And the video is there's a police officer trying to restrain a gentleman and place him in handcuffs. But the gentleman did not want to go with said officer in said handcuffs. So the gentleman pushes his body against the officer that is currently behind him and pressing him against the door all while pulling his arms forward now the officer has his hands placed over the elbows of the said gentleman or like just on the inside of the arms on the opposite of the elbow trying to pull the arms back and the guy is pulling the arms forward and the entire time this process is going on the guy is continuously repeating i'm not restraining i'm not restraining You ever heard the old saying, if someone says over and over and over, hey, you can trust me, guy, trust me. See where I'm going with this? If you have to tell me repetitively that you are not restraining me, 
which means you are currently defending your actions that you are taking to explain to me that you are not doing said thing that you are currently in the process of doing. Just because you say it doesn't make it true. But this kid believed it. She looks me dead in the eye. She's like, can you believe this cop? I mean, the guy's not restraining. Are you fucking serious? Did you have a brain tumor with your breakfast or are you always this fucking way? I mean, I don't get it. It is directly in front of you, and you're still not seeing it. Is it that? That's just blatant stupidity. You see, I, I think there's there's different levels of stupidity. Right. I mean, first to understand there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity. I've probably gone over this with you all. I know I've gone over it a hundred thousand times with most everybody that I've spoken to. But for the few of those that have not heard me say this, the difference between ignorance and stupidity is ignorance is not having the the knowledge to put to use. To where stupidity is having the knowledge and not putting it to use. But there's different levels of stupidity, folks. Bear with me. There's different levels of stupidity, I promise. You see, I had it than I thought in my head at one point in time, I swear to Christ. You, you have shit I had it I know I fucking had it forgive me I've been partaking either way fucking the, here's the whole fucking point I have like zero tolerance for stupid it'll come back to me I promise I ran enough it'll probably come back to me in another fucking episode I'll probably get to another episode and just blurt out a fucking name, you know. There's no telling. Earl Hirschheiser. Jesus Christ, I've been trying to fucking... I, does anybody ever fucking do that shit? Right? You'll, you'll have a thought that you want to get across to somebody, and you have it in your fucking head. You, you know this. This is embedded into your skull. In the moment, as if, like, you're reading the sentences in your head, you're going by word by word by word until you get to the main objective point that you're trying to get across to the person that you're talking to, and it fucking vanishes. And you completely forgot the word that you had all intentions of fucking using, which is the main point of the what you're trying to get across. And you lose it. And you can't think of it. And the person walks away is like, well, I guess it really wasn't that important. But it was 
it was important. It was big. It was this thing you had in your fucking head. And if you could fucking remember it, this person wouldn't believe it. It would spark a whole new fucking conversation that would create hours of enjoyment. But you lost it. Until like three days later, you're in the middle of this fucking elevator on the way to a doctor's appointment. And then it pops in your fucking head. Robert Pattinson. God damn it. That's the fucking name. He's going to be Batman. You ever have those moments? I have those moments sometimes. Back to the point at hand. I have zero tolerance for stupid. It's just the 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 different levels of stupid is you you have the stupid people that don't really know that they're stupid, right? These are the ones that you can educate. They, they they don't know that they're stupid to this because these are the people that regurgitate the words they see on the mainstream media, on MSDNC and fucking Pedo News Network over there and all of this shit. These are the people that just kind of, and they don't repeat what they hear. They regurgitate what they hear because it never comes out the same, right? You can't take in garbage, and when you go to repeat it, not be fucking garbage, right? Garbage in, garbage out. We learned that in fucking eighth grade computer lit class. So these people, they don't know that they're stupid, right? So there's your blind stupidity. And then you have people that once you show them the truth, you explain to them the answers, the things that they've been regurgitating and how it's been false and you show them the realities that are before them, the things that they were unable to see because they had blinders on their eyes. They were fucking following orders. And they refuse to learn. Well, that's blatant stupidity. And that's just horrendous. And then you have those that just feed into it. This is, I've never seen so many people so passionate and so fucking stupid at the same time. So yeah, I have I have zero tolerance for stupid. I I guess you could say it's 
One of my pet peeves. Just so happens to be the topic of the evening. Pet peeves. Do you have any pet peeves? See, see, I want to know, why do they call it fucking pet peeves, man? Right? I'm sure a a peeve is something that irritates you, that irks you, that bothers you. I'm sure that's kind of what I get from that. But I think the reason why they would call it a pet, because it's always fucking with you, right? You would keep a pet with you. But this would be something that's with you that just you look out for. It just kind of grabs you. Like smacking, lip smacking. I can't stand lip smacking. When you're eating, I can hear that shit from a mile away. Ugh, fucking drives me nuts. It's almost so bad I almost can't tolerate it whenever they simulate eating in fucking animation. I can't, man. I can't fucking do it sometimes. See, everybody's got their pet peeve. Like fingernails on the chalkboard. Ooh. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Then you have people that are OCD. See, I'm curious. I want to see, I want to know some of your pet peeves. Send me emails. Let me know. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast and you're actually not throwing it on for background noise, if you do listen to this, I want to know. Send me an email. What are your pet peeves? What are your passions? What are your thoughts? What do you want me to talk about? Go to lowdowndirtyshane.com. Go to drop us a line and send me an email. You can go to the Social Life tab and you can sign up for the fan mail. Send us a picture on the Social Life tab and we'll put you on the fan page that we're going to be putting up. See what all kinds of fans we got out there in the world. Apparently we're being downloaded over on the other side of the world. Never thought that was even possible. Eh, Stranger things have happened, I guess. So what are your your pet peeves? What's the things that really just irk you? I had a friend of mine that was so OCD about cleanliness in the house. They They would go absolutely apeshit if you had shoes on their carpet. It gets ugly with some people. I have a a major thing with trust. You see, once 
once trust has been broken, it's really hard to get back. And trust is one of my pet peeves. It's trust is something that I'm very particular about. You see, I want to say for about the first five years of my marriage, I was only married once. I was married for 11 years to the same woman. Yeah, it was an interesting time. Seems like a whole other world sometimes. That's all right, though. Either way, uh, for I'd say for the first five years of my marriage, my wife continuously thought I was going to be cheating on her. Dude, I was so fucking honest with my wife, man. Dude, I was at the bar with the guys. I was drunk and I was flirting with the bartender. I came home and told on myself and said, don't ever let me drink in public because I know I would lose my morals. I asked for a fucking babysitter because I know I would lose my morals. I know what kind of person I am when I get drunk. And so, therefore, I choose not to get drunk without fucking supervision to help keep me straight. I'm bad, man. Hell, I walked in on a friend of mine boning his fucking uh, soon-to-be wife, now ex-wife, on the fucking couch offering to either jump in or film it because I'm fucking drunk and my wife's throwing up in the fucking uh, bedroom. Yeah. I'm not allowed to get drunk around people anymore. It gets ugly. I knew, I once knew a woman, she stood about five foot five by five foot five and took advantage of that little uh, personality trait of mine. I confessed a secret of mine. I said, you know, I've always had a crush on Hispanic women. She's like, why? I said, because I've always wanted them to moan I poppy in my ear. No, I never had any intentions of being with this woman, but you know what? She started buying the drinks. And she moaned, I poppy in my ear. Now, if I was a woman telling that story today, then I would have so many people screaming and yelling online and trying to make it go viral that I was assaulted. And in all technicalities, I was. But I was also stupid fucking drunk. I also knew what I would do if I was stupid fucking drunk. And I chose to drink those drinks. Yup. No, I'm not saying it's the same case if that happens to a woman. By all means, absolutely not. I am one of those guys to where... That I'm more chivalrous than anything. Oh, I'm an easy fucking whore. 
Absolutely. I'll stick the hole in a donut and won't even fucking think twice about it. But the first time I hear the word nope, I'm done. Dude, I would get so timid about the word fucking no, man. Whenever I was married and my wife was trying to be playful, oh, no, stop, no. So I'd roll over. She was like, what are you doing? I said, you said fucking no. Sometimes you just can't take fucking chances. And especially with a woman as temperamental as my ex. I mean, it's not all her fault. She spent seven years in a bad fucking marriage before me. So it kind of fucked her head up. It got to a point where I'd ask her, how many years am I going to have to wait before you realize I'm not your ex fucking husband? Things finally cleared up after a little while, so we had our moment of sunshine. I followed the yellow brick road, and apparently it didn't lead to the Emerald Castle. Led to a taco shack. Oh, well, you live and you learn. I like tacos, too. Yeah, sometimes I even like a meaty. Something my ex wasn't. She wasn't meaty. I tell you what, I had to put some weight on her. Five foot one and 92 pounds, whatever I got with her. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. Live and learn, right? But I had a bit of a trust issue after that one. Because she defiled my trust in the end. She lied to me, told me she was going on a work trip with friends from work, come to find out it was a lesbian getaway, and it was with the woman that she later ended up leaving me for. So, I had some trust issues. And I was at work whenever it fell apart, and I found out through a friend of hers that she never expected. So, wow, that fucking happened. I mean, the enemy of the enemy is my friend, right? But Jesus, didn't think it'd become one of my besties. Stranger things have happened, though. So I developed trust issues. And, 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 and you know, I, I try to teach people to be victimized, but don't be the victim. But because of that shit right there, I go back to the old saying, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. Or fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Sorry, I always get it backwards. Either way... Thing is, now, I just say it's not that I don't trust everybody. I just don't trust everybody. Some of my kids are finally learning that, too, up there at work. I love my kids. They take care of me. They're good to me. I'm there for them. I help them out. 
I listen to them. I push them in the right direction. And when they're screwing up at work, I tell them they're screwing up. I get on their ass. But at the same time, they know I have the, my, my, you know, their best interest in heart. I mean, yeah. See, the thing is, and I have this thing about gossip and hearsay. Now, I'll take everything with a grain of salt whenever it comes to gossip and hearsay, but that grain of salt carries a whole lot of fucking weight sometimes. You got to remember, it's not the size of the object, but the density of the matter. So just because it's a grain of salt can be a very heavy grain of salt. So it requires investigation. So you listen. You see, I talk a lot. I do. And see, it, 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 that's probably why the podcast is perfect for me. I get to sit down and hear my own self fucking talk, right? My ex-wife says I love hearing my own self fucking talk. Might as well do it for a fucking living. Well, not really a living. I guess more along the lines of a hobby or something because I'm kind of paying to do it. About the only hobby I can really afford. Hobbies are fucking expensive nowadays. Has anybody been to fucking Hobby Lobby? Goodness Gracious, it's expensive to be a Christian artist. Either way, I like to investigate things, look into the situations of things that I hear. Because I don't take things for what they are at their surface. People are funny that way sometimes. So I sit there and I talk a lot. Those that know me say I tend to get on a soapbox. I'll go on to my rants because they'll ask me something that I'm passionate about, whether it be conspiracy theories or politics or comic books or cartoons or something along those lines. I mean, listening to my podcast, a lot of y'all can already figure out how many words I can get out of me without even taking a breath and just stringing along like punctuation from a teenager absent thereof. So, whenever you do things like that, You have long pauses. That's when you learn to listen. But when you're talking, that's when you watch the body language. You can see those that are drifting off. You can see those that are paying attention. And you can see those that are listening and completely disagree or think they can do it better. You see, when you've been in management as long as I have, these are the things that you have to look out for. I, I have this thing, see, I, I'm not, I didn't study a whole lot of psychology, but I love psychology. Psychology is just fucking amazing. 
the fact it's the study of people. I have a love-hate relationship with people because I have zero tolerance for stupid and we have overwhelming stupid that just flows of abundance. There's a lot of it in South Florida too. There's a reason why Florida man is a regular meme. But yeah. Where the fuck was I? What was I talking about? I swear I do this like once a podcast. I, I get lost in my own fucking thoughts and I go off on different rants and I forget what the fuck I was talking about. Body language. There you go. So... And did you notice I actually remembered the, the, the stupidity, the different stupidity? Seeing caught on to there, didn't you? Uh, you watch the body language because I love psychology, the study of human people, right? I took two semesters of it. I did the family psychology and I did the, the fucking uh, laboratory clinical psychology fucking study. And shit, and it was fun. Uh, did a lot of time in sales. Now, the thing is, by the way, I'm making a big no-no every time I do an uh, you're not supposed to do an uh, you're supposed to give up dead air or something, I don't know. Uh is a bad word. It's a radio no-no. This is a podcast, though, so does it really technically count as a radio? I mean, it's kind of like instant radio or radio on demand, I guess you would call it. I don't know. Either way. Hey, let's make a drinking game. I'd say let's take a shot every time I say the word fuck, but if that was the fucking case, you'd be drunk five minutes into the fucking show. But if you take a shot every time I say either way, or just take a fat hit. I was going to say bong, but you know, it just it depends on whatever your preference is. Just take that fat hit every time I say either way. Oh, you'll be ripped by the end of the show, that's for sure. Everybody has their words. Do you have your words? What's your favorite word? See, I love fuck. And I love either way. Either way. Yes. But one of my pet peeves, now it's gotten to the point where I say it now because it's been said so repetitively. This used to drive me mad when I first heard this. Same difference. That's a contradiction in fucking terms. Either it's the same or it's fucking different. You can't have the same difference, man. It's a contradiction in terms. The dark night. Fucking military intelligence. Peaceful protest. 
A fiery but peaceful protest. Yeah, there you go. Contradiction in fucking terms. So, yeah. And when you watch that body language, right? You learn to watch the body language in sales because you can see if somebody's actually interested in what you're saying or if they're just trying to reach that moment to get away, right? They're, they're thinking of the excuse. They're not listening to the words that you're talking about. Sales are funny, though. People buy from people they know. Even if they don't know you, they have to feel comfortable with you. Right? So if you have a redneck walking in with a heavy southern accent and you talk back to him with a heavy southern accent, then he's more likely to buy the barbecue pit from you. Yes, sir. You can smoke some good brisket on that pit. But if you got a nice little snotty guy in a suit that's going to walk in, then you're going to want to talk prim and proper, most likely, and you're going to want to refer to most things when enunciate your words without trying to use too much of an accent. And that person's going to believe that you're professional and know what you're talking about. Sales are funny, man. You learn a lot about people working in sales. You learn a lot about people working in anything retail or anything really in the entertainment industry. See, the entertainment industry brings out all kinds of people. I spent a lot of time in the entertainment industry, whether it was titty bars or movie theaters. I worked. I worked some music clubs in downtown Dallas over in Deep Ellum. And you get all kinds, man. You get the upper ups. You get the lower lows. You get everybody in between. And they're just intermingling, just rubbing elbows and fucking hobnobbling and drinking the drinks and enjoying your fucking shows. Now, the upper ups don't really mingle with the lower lows, but the lower lows mingle with the everything else. Things tend to happen. But yeah. Miss concerts. I'm ready for my next concert. It's going to be a good fucking show. So you tend to watch people. See, someone said that the Generation X people, especially the fucking middle child from the Gen X area, which I just, I guess I fit that fucking poster child, don't I? 
the middle child from the Gen X area. He's the one that got his ass kicked all the fucking time. So he's more of the empath, right? He's learned to read the room. He's learned to read people. From a five-minute conversation, he can already tell what type of person you are just by the way that you carry yourself in that conversation. Are you trying to lead the conversation? Are you shying away from the conversation? Are you giving me falsehoods in that conversation? Are you, you know boasting yourself the majority of the time you know whenever i have a conversation with you for five minutes how many times do you bring yourself up and involve you know we look for these things If you have to repeat to me on a regular basis what your work history is and what you did before and how much it was more of a greater task than what you're doing now, if that's the case, then why aren't you doing your fucking task now? You can't justify the job that you're doing now by comparing it to other things, man. Right, Just because you think it's somewhat similar, dude, you're comparing. It's not apples to oranges what you're comparing. You're comparing oranges to fucking lemons. Just because they're both fucking citrus don't make it the same goddamn fruit. It's a fruit of a different fucking color. So, yeah. I have issues with trusting those people. I have issues with trusting anybody who's blatantly lied to my face. Something especially if I knew they've lied to my face. Now normally I would call people out for this. But there are times and circumstances where I'm not given or granted that opportunity. So I bite my tongue. I treat that person the same way I would treat everybody else. And I go about my fucking day. But I promise you, when I glance in your direction, my eyes will focus a little bit longer in that direction from now on. And just because I'm not looking doesn't mean I'm not listening. As that's what I've noticed. Those that betrayed you, have you ever noticed whenever you don't acknowledge the shit that they're doing, they start to get comfortable. Right? They get comfortable and they believe in what they're doing. And they think they can't get caught. They're untouchable. But they don't even realize that you're fucking watching them. Like it's right in front of your fucking eyes. And whenever you show them that truth... What are you fed with? 
blatant fucking stupidity. That's not true. That never happened. Now you're thinking I'm stupid. I'm a lot of fucking things. I am currently in my midlife crisis. I am currently a walking fucking hormone and a mild pervert. I am the epitome of the nice asshole. I am selfish. I am very self-aware. And can be extremely obnoxious and irritating. But I am not, nor will I ever be, nor do I plan to ever be fucking stupid. And I'm not even going to bother getting insulted to think that you tried to believe I was. I'm just going to believe that you are so goddamn stupid that you are not even aware of how stupid you are and believe wholeheartedly in what the fuck you are doing and think you're pulling it off. I don't have anger for you. I have pity for you and pray that you never procreate. <clears throat> Sorry. Guess you didn't get the, the full ingredients of the chromosome. They left the piece off or two. Maybe it was that pinch of salt. Because right now you seem a little bitter. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. People, people just, when people lie directly to your face and refuse, you know, here's my favorite, here's a prime example, man, I'll tell you what, here, here's a funny story for you, this is one of my favorites, anybody who's known me for a long fucking time has heard the infamous peanut butter cookie story, this is my favorite story, folks, I'll tell you what, it's getting long upon the hour, and it's getting about that time, so we're gonna cut it loose, I'm gonna give you this story, and then I'm gonna bid it, Better do. Um, sorry. <clears throat> Thought I almost cracked my cart. Had a, a brief heart attack. All right. So 
I'm not living alone. It's, it, it's me. It's my nephew. It's a friend of mine, and it's his girlfriend that are all living in the house. Now, mind you, nobody but the people living in this house have been in this house within the past 24 hours of this period going on. My friend is at work. My friend's girlfriend comes home and leaves a peanut butter cookie on top of the fridge. I myself am in my room. My friend comes home from work. The girlfriend says, friend, did you see the peanut butter cookie? He's like, no, I would like such peanut butter cookie. And so he goes to look on top of the fridge and said peanut butter cookie is missing. Dun, dun, dun. So friend calls for me. He says, Shane. Have you seen said peanut butter cookie? I said, I did not know said peanut butter cookie exists. We have cookies. He said, no, this was one cookie and it was mine. I said, oh, I have not seen nor did I know of said cookie. Then we call for nephew. Nephew, have you seen or know of said cookie? And nephew looks us dead in the face. And when I say dead in the face, his face looked damn near dead. He knew he was called. He turned pale white. His eyes were bulging from his fucking skull. There was sweat pouring off of his brow like Brendan Fraser trying to spell the word I in team. He says, what cookie? Now, as we broke down the scenario in the basic mathematics in the process of elimination in the house, and we broke it down to this nephew, girlfriend did not eat said cookie because girlfriend brought said cookie. Friend did not eat said cookie because friend is upset that said cookie is missing. And I did not eat said cookie because I had no knowledge of the existence of said cookie. Said cookie was the same thing as Schrodinger's cat for me. It did and did not exist at the same time. So that only leaves the one. Where's the cookie, nephew? Nephew stuck to his guns for six fucking months. It was a cookie. We blew it off. No reason to blow your temper. Again, I'm a pothead. Thus, I'm like a reincarnated hippie, man. So, yeah, he kept that up for six months. I never trusted the bastard again. And for good reason, because he is a piece of shit little bastard. Boy, that's a story for another background. I guess it's about that time. Till next time, kitties. Tell me, 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 tell me